0: Every single day, and I'm going to be here weekly with your dose of inspiration, applications, strategies, and tips to make changes you love to live with. Well, hello, hello, Brian Allen. Welcome to the Making Changes You Love to Live With podcast. I'm so happy you're here. How are you?
1: Well, uh, I'm happy to reconnect with you. I'm doing well. Fantastic. If I was any better I'd be you I guess. <laughs>
0: the pause of well I was like seriously though that is not you. You're like fired up, you're ready to go all the time. You're you're ready. Um so um, uh,
1: I I'm am, I am showing deference to my host this. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> well thank you for being here.
0: I'm so happy that you're here and uh it's interesting how we met and then um he's like, how did we meet? You were one of the first people. No, I
1: know exactly how we met.
0: Yeah, we were one you were one of the first people that I met in State College, Pennsylvania when we moved there and um, I heard from like one person, it only took one person to be like he's the mayor, he's awesome he's super fun, (laughs) I met you for like 30 seconds, I'm like yes I well, want to know
1: this guy. Now, I don't remember who connected us, but I do remember that, first of all, Ethan was going to be the director of basketball operations, and I had been the director of basketball operations for Penn State. He was with the women, and yep. um, I did your mortgage, but I can't remember who sent you on my way. I don't remember who I was. And I, I mean, it's important, but I'm just glad he did, because you guys were awesome to know. Like, I... Yes, I have clients, but it's more of the relationship that like I latch on to more than the transaction. So and, and and then you you have two now, right?
0: Yeah, we have two kids. So fast forward <laughs> to he you just like messaged me on Facebook wishing me happy birthday. And I was like, whoop whoop. <laughs> and so I was thankful and we we um reconnected and I was like listen, you need to be on my podcast because I'm always, always, always intrigued with people's like energy first of all, and you have great energy. And then also when I like meet random people at the park and they have, when they say they're designing their life, what I feel is like differently, I'm always intrigued by that. So um, I wanted to hear a little bit more about that, but to answer your question, we have two kids yes, it is crazy and it's fun um, and Brady how old are they now I know you're
1: trying to interview me but I'm just curious because yeah. I, I haven't seen them since they were Munchkins.
0: Yeah, I see how it is Brian. you're one of those <laughs> who takes over the interview. Um, so Addison is gonna be eight in the fall and wow. Brady is four and a half and they are just so much fun. I never really realized the um you don't well at least I don't think about things that in depth until it's like there and it's like, woo, here we go. And uh I have been amazed in motherhood, just like the things that have really got me. Like Addison just went to her first sleepaway camp.
1: Oh tears. Tears.
0: <laughs> it was for three nights, and she wanted to do it, and she was so excited. And That's I awesome. was like, what is happening? You're yeah. growing up too fast.
1: Yeah, I don't have kids, but I love to live vicariously through my friends who do. Uh, but to get back to what you're saying, yeah, yeah um, one of my daily disciplines is okay. to uh, wish people happy birthday, because, you know, Facebook, it pops up. And instead of just posting it on their profile, I do send personal messages. It's like something I do every day. And I also just like keeping up with old friends. Um, And I just mentioned that I was in Florida. Uh, I'm guessing you didn't know that. Uh, But I had been um, trying to get down here for five years. Uh And just certain things were not meshing where I could get down there. And uh, you, you kind of you said it not knowing, but the big yeah. thing was you said uh, that I was the mayor of State College.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now,
1: I moved back there in 2008, which was my um, fourth tour duty in State College, because I kept moving <laughs> between State College and, and the D.C. area, which is where I'm from.
0: OK. Um,
1: and I, I, I'm going to preface this by saying I am a lucky effort because I have so many great friends and great relationships. Um, But the mayor thing was becoming very overwhelming. Um, You know, like I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a religious person, but my friendships are my church. Like when, when there's, when I'm down or whatever, those connections that I have is what like makes me jump out of bed every day. gives me energy um, snaps me out of it. Um, But the state college mayor thing, unofficial mayor, whatever it was. Right. I would always say this that wasn't the case, but maybe it was. <laughs> and,
0: <laughs> but maybe uh, and there's a little bit of truth. And it, was, a lot of it.
1: Yeah, it was it was great. Um but then it started to become too much. And mm-hmm. you know they talk they, they talk about FOMO fear of missing out. Yeah. I, I call it uh fossing, fear of saying no. Yeah. So, I was uh, really spreading myself too thin, saying yes to everything. It was really stressing me out and taking me to a really dark place. And um, about two, almost two years ago, I started getting recruited by um, uh, actually a a fellow loan officer. He was trying to recruit me to work for uh, these two people, uh, Megan and Andre. And so... We, we almost connected in the fall of 18 now, I guess it was. Okay. Um, things didn't work out, but I really like, I'd known Andre and I really liked Mega's energy, energy. So uh, cut to the, the right around Christmas time of uh, 19. So a year later, okay. Um, okay. we reconnected and the timing was right. And it just so happens that they had gotten their license in Florida, but they didn't have a a body down in Florida. Mm. So I said, you know, I, I, I met with them and I went down and they had like a company retreat and it, the, the, the age group, it was very wide. I was probably, I know I was the oldest person there, but as I told them, they were like, um, the, the Justice League or something, just had all these people <laughs> with different personalities and talents. Yeah. And yeah. it was very, very, very diverse. And so mm-hmm. th- all those things together and the vibe I got said, all right, this is awesome. So uh, I started going down or coming down to Florida, like in December of 19 for like a week at a time. And Megan's uh, brother had a relocation company down there. And she'd sent me an article saying Tampa and Orlando were two of the top real estate, top 10 real estate markets in the country. So I was like, all right, well, my boss is kind of steering me towards Tampa. So I was going to Tampa and I was going to, um, in January, I went for like a week, in January of 20. And then February of 20, I went for a week. And also my father and stepmom live in Orlando. So it was allowed me to see them also. And then I was here the first case of COVID. I was in Tampa, the first case of COVID that week. Um, but I also had, when I was the director of basketball operations, I had a kid that worked for me named Dan. And Dan is with the, in the marketing department for the Rays. So that trip in February, I just called Dan on a whim and said, you know, Penn Staters are everywhere. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Penn State basketball was playing um, Iowa at the Palestra. And I said, hey, Dan, I'm in Tampa. I'm going to come across the bridge, hang out in St. Pete. and and watch the game with you and so I ended up doing that and then I stayed the next day and I'm like you know I kind of I'm kind of digging this place Mm -hmm. so then I drive back to State College and the pandemic hits and everybody's on lockdown so Mm -hmm. now I'm I'm like chomping at the bit because I want to be in Florida but I can't go anywhere Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, previous to that I'd already been Mentally trying to get there. So, I was doing a lot of Zoom a year before right. uh, COVID hit. So, because right. I wanted my clients to get used to doing consultations over Zoom. Right. And I, the goal was for them not to know whether I was in State College or, or Florida. Oh, okay. And so, that's really what I built. I mean, I still have a, a place in State College, and I'll do that at least for another year because the majority of my business is in Pennsylvania. Yeah. But I just had to get out of State College because I was just serving too many masters and I just needed to be, I needed quiet. So for me, COVID was a, a blessing because it just was silence and you just take a step back and I came down uh, right around October when things were still kind of locked down, but not, yeah. but there was this, you know, they're saying there was a second wave and I'm right. like, well, I can be alone in my place in State College or I can be alone in warm weather. Right. So I rented an Airbnb for uh, a month uh, from like mid-October to mid-November just to make sure it it was the right place for
0: me. Yeah, absolutely. And I
1: rented from this great couple, Jeff and Laura. They had converted their garage into an Airbnb. And within a week, I'm telling you, I was like, this is kind of too good to be true. Uh, Not only were they very welcoming, um, so friendly, they were also uh, great guides and I had met them through a a Penn Stater. So uh, I I was like, I have these Penn state connections, but not directly. Um, And it was like um, just a a big weight was lifted off of me. And uh, it was October and it was 80 degrees and I'm a big cyclist. Um, And when I'm really in my groove, I'm exercising a lot. And if you're up North, in the wintertime is you know you got to take it indoors so everything just kind of uh, came together at the right time and uh, I thought I was going to like live in downtown um, mm-hmm. like in the, these high rises I call them um, cruise ships
0: <laughs> uh, yeah you
1: know, like, they have everything in the building they have swimming pools the golf simula- simulators and just but Uh, where I was renting that Airbnb is in a place called Old Northeast. Mm -hmm. It's a really quiet neighborhood. um, And it's a porch community where you could be walking by and people just on the porch talking and really friendly. And it's only four blocks from downtown. So that month I spent in Old Northeast, I was like, well, I I like it here. Um, And the other thing was uh, my host, Laura, was was a big cyclist. So she was showing me all the trails, uh, Mm -hmm. rides and things like that. And then there's a, uh, uh, I ride on what's called the Pinellas Trail. I I guess it was an old railroad uh, Mm -hmm. route and it's probably 45 miles long and it's only eight blocks from my place. So I can ride that every day. So having uh, a new location where no one knows me um, and I've moved, I moved growing up, I moved around a lot. So just new places don't intimidate me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also love meeting new people, but I also was pretty proactive about, uh, uh, being COVID compliant. So even though Florida was kind of open and you you (laughs) saw a lot of people not wearing masks, I'm an, uh, I'm an old ass. So, you know, I'm high risk. (laughs) So I, I complied pretty much until I had just, I just got my, had my second uh, vaccination in June, but Mm -hmm. I could go out and ride all the time. So yep. my day, essentially, right now, is uh, I work until about 6. Um, I would take an uh, online class with my girl, Jen Burtis, Shout out to Bird. She's a <laughs> personal trainer. She played volleyball at Penn State. Okay. Um, and then I, my, my knee's been hurting me, so I haven't been doing a class. But for, the, for 12 weeks, I took her shred class. So that was an hour, and I would end at 7. And it actually gets darker down here. Uh, later, it gets dark later down here than okay. it does up north. So I could get a ten to fifteen mile ride in, like wow. Monday to Monday to Friday, and then on Saturday, I would, or I would do like a thirty to fifty mile ride, depending on how I felt. Because yeah. you know, I'm I have the clump gene in my family. I probably told you because you're a fitness person,
0: yeah. and oh, you yeah.
1: Understand? Like it's, it's and as you get older, you'll see it's harder to keep it going. So with the clump gene, like my whole family is pretty big and I'm trying to fight destiny and, you know, being single, I have to be marketable too. So I just can't get really sloppy. So it's been, it's been great. And I, you know, I'll sit, I'll sit around and the way my uh, place is set up, I live, I live again, I live a block from Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. So I can walk to the park and there's like a strand and there's beach volleyball and all that. So that is uh, just positive energy in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and my view, I can look out, I live on a corner and I can look out and I can see people jogging and riding their bikes. Yeah. And it's all, oh, it's like embarrassing how sunny it is. Stop Crazy. Like, I, yeah.
0: you know, I, I, and
1: I, I do want to put out there. I, I love state college. I just want to yeah. fall back in love with it. Yeah. And I don't yeah. want to be, in the circus right now. So I, I go back and forth when yeah. you know, when duty calls, I'm back in state college, but yeah. mentally being here, it's, it's a whole different vibe when it's sunny 95% of the time and you can go out and like, even if I don't feel like riding one day, I can just walk two miles along the, the beach, which has, a, you know, has a sidewalk in the park right. and just people watch like it's
0: yeah.
1: yeah. And you know another thing, because you're still a young pup. As as you get older, it's about quality of life. And okay, know,
0: so let's not let's not wait until we get older to have quality of life. I wanted to ask you. I'm going to interrupt you and say, yes. like, okay, so if we are listening to this and saying, okay, maybe my vision's a little different than Brian's of living life on my terms, um, but how I'm really curious of you told us kind of the timelines and there was some time and there was some runway that you were kind of getting yourself prepared and transitional time and stuff like that. But how would you say you had the courage to say, okay, here's my next step? Or like, how do you go about like looking at that for your quality of life and like, you know, feeling the feels and saying like, okay, I'm going to try this. Like, can you take us to that part?
1: Um, well, again, having moved so many places, changing venues has never been intimidating to me. Okay. Um, except the first time, like when, when I was eight, we moved from, it was my first move from Illinois to uh, New Jersey. And as an eight-year-old, I'm thinking, you know, I'm not going to have any friends. All my friends are here. And it was devastating, and you know, believe it or not, I was a really shy kid growing up, and having to move all the time—kind of, it's either you come out of your shell or you're not going to have any friends. So that was the positive of moving. It's like it kind of brought me out of my shell. So new, new places is not a problem. And um, the five years ago when I, you know, it's funny. What happened was I was doing my daily discipline of, of sending yeah. someone a birthday wish. Yeah. My friend Paula, shout out to Paula. She,
0: she, <laughs> I love all your shout
1: outs. Yeah. So Paula was, um, she was, in, she lives in, she grew up in State College and she worked at like all the restaurants and bars pretty much at State College. And mm-hmm. she was one of those people that would work double shift with a smile on her face and a sunny yeah. disposition. So uh, her birthday is the day before mine. I sent her a happy birthday wish. And then I said, what are you doing? She was like, I live in Miami. I'm like, what? And so we got to talking and she's um, part of this property management company and they needed a mortgage present. so that was the original runway was I'm going to go down to Miami because it's like plug and play. Like they already have they're going to have work for me. Um, and we that went on for a couple of years, and for whatever reason, it, it just didn't work out. You know, I still Paula and I are still close, and now she lives in Orlando. But that at that point, it, something else was also happening. Where um, my father has probably or had four or five best friends growing up, and he had lost two of them. So, like, part of it was if I was in Florida. Cause his whole thing is he needs foils and he needs comedy. So I was like, well, maybe if I'm in Florida, not only can I get down there for me, I can be a little bit closer, just to mess with him a little bit. So maybe you've seen some of the videos we've done.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so that was the other thing. And I, I wasn't getting, I was at that time I was approaching 50. So it's like, you know, I'm on the other side now, sort of, unless I get really lucky uh, so I got to start thinking about quality of life and how, what that's going to look like. And my, why I had a business coach that also helped. my yeah. business coach. She was a big part of, and I, I had her for two years and she was a big part of me making, just putting it, planting the seed. Like why, why wouldn't you go down there? What's stopping yeah. you from going down there? And some of it was work. Some of it was personal, but
0: yeah,
1: once I locked in on, you know, I, this, this, the second chapter is going to be quality of life and happiness. I just had to figure out how to get down to Florida. So, you know, it took five years, but maybe somebody can make that happen in five months, but whatever it is, it's really about your why. And for me, I love to travel. Um, I'm loving, I love warm weather. Um, I love it even more. Now I just didn't understand how much the weather affects your affects you mentally because my my uh, i've simplified a little bit because i'm not doing so many different things uh and that don't get me wrong i, I love doing all the stuff that i was doing but it was just spreading me too thin physically and emotionally uh so now uh, like a lot of people are asking me to do things and I, that's the other thing that uh I was just like saying no is okay
0: hey hey thanks for listening i wanted to introduce to you a few of my friends who are also entrepreneurs, small businesses who I think are making a great impact. Here they are. Hi, I'm Beth with The Grounded Canary. For as long as I can remember, I have loved sitting at the feet of others. Miracles happen there in that space of compassion and connection. When hopes, dreams, pains, and loss can be expressed and shared, life changes. This is how I see my role as your life coach. I'm here to be present and to reflect you back to yourself without judgment. We all could use less of that, couldn't we? I see you, and I would love to come alongside you to see you fly. Check out thegroundandcanary.com for more information. Take care. Hi, I'm Marn Walseth with Elevating Leaders. Are you striving for more in 2021? Do you need to pivot yet again, but aren't sure which move is the right move to make? I'm a business and leadership coach. I partner with business owners to design a one-page plan, nailing down objectives, strategies, and action plans to elevate their business. I want to support you as you upgrade your skills to elevate your life. Find me at marnwalseth.com. That's M-A-R-E-N-W-A-L-S-E-T-H. Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Hi, I'm Amy Hovey, your Edward Jones Financial Advisor. When we work together, we'll focus on what's important to you. We'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And we'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact me today at 989-772-0153. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Sweet. Let's get back to our conversation. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you about next. Like, I feel like there's so many lessons that I'm like being a total nerd over here, writing down um, (laughs) these lessons. Uh, But I wanted to dive back into the fear of saying no, because I am one of those girls. Like, I'm like you. I love people and I love connection and I love saying yes. And I think that is beautiful and really important. And I I don't want to say, like, we should totally go away from that at all. But like you said, like, you've kind of said different filters. And I'm curious of, like, how your journey's going on that. And if anything, like, has helped you do that. And, like, what's the payout, right? Because when something's hard, like saying no for me, especially Mm -hmm. to people I care about, which I care about a lot of people, (laughs) saying no, is hard for me. So sometimes like I have to, what helps me is knowing like there is a payout, like this is helpful. And that helps me like push through the hard parts. So let's hear about, you know, your journey with that. And if you have any tips, um, maybe Um, you're a little bit ahead of uh, me or someone else. Well, I think,
1: well, Part of it, and I alluded to it, I was saying I was really stressed. I mean, I was, in a, I was in a really dark place. I was drinking too much. And a lot of it had to do with always saying yes. So if you want to change things, if you want things to be different, you got to make some changes. And for me, you know, having been in such a dark place, you, you have to, like, reevaluate. You got to step back, and which also COVID allowed me to step back, too. But I'd already started making some changes before that, where I just, it, it, the alternative of what I, the change I made was probably gonna be detrimental to me, like the ultimate, like I, I was probably gonna die if I didn't make some changes. So it was either uh, be selfish, because uh, as you, uh, you said it exactly right. Like when you care about everybody, you don't want to let anybody down and you want everybody to be happy. And you know that I just took it too far. Um, And so you have to start thinking about yourself and I I do plan on being around a while. So if I hadn't made the change, you know, I wasn't going to be around. So I was going to
0: say, I was going to say, like, you can't help anyone if you're not around.
1: Right, 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 right. right. Yeah. So I'm going kicking and screaming. So uh, I just learned, this. I, I started and it wasn't like overnight that I started no. saying no, it was a process. Like I would just yeah. say no to certain things. Like uh, I would have someone come in town in the middle of the week and stay college and say, Hey, let's go do something. And I would say yes, without even thinking about it. Cause I want right. I want to make that person laugh. I want to make that person happy. And again, I created this monster. I just needed to, uh, uh, what do you call it? Reimagine the monster and change it. Uh,
0: Turn it into not a monster. Right.
1: (laughs) And it probably would have been tougher had COVID not hit. But COVID was very helpful because there were certain requests made of me that I probably would have said yes to. But COVID allowed me to say no yeah, because, you know, I, again, I was very compliant and I didn't want, like, I never thought just because I work out a lot and I'm healthy that I couldn't get hit by COVID and taken out, you know? So um, I wasn't going to mess with it. I didn't, I didn't, what's the uh, term? I didn't feel entitled to not get COVID. So that helped me just step back and it allowed me to say no. And then once you, you're saying that after two or three months, and you know lockdown took was 13, 14 months, it just got easier and easier to say no. Um, and also because I'm trying to build a new branch down here in Florida, that was really my priority, not so, socializing. So a lot of um, friends um, didn't even know that I was here. Yeah. Uh, either in Pennsylvania or Florida, because there are a lot of Penn Staters down here in Florida. Right. It yeah. wasn't that I didn't want to see anybody. It's just yeah. I didn't want to create that monster again down here. Uh-huh. So I, I really was uh, very intentional about just concentrating on work and my health and exercising yeah. and all that. Yeah. to So that I could manage, you know, now that things are opening up, um, I, I feel like I'm in a a whole different space where it's, it's kind of, it's, it's selfish in a good way. Cause it's sort of about me now. Um, and just being, being happy, um, helping my company grow and creating something that, you know, like I can step away from at a certain point and yeah. it still generate, you know, revenue and put people in houses, you know, yeah. and this business is not, I mean, it's, it's not for the faint of heart. It's, it's brutal. Yeah. Uh, but I still love helping people and something that's really, it's like the, the largest financial and emotional decision people make.
0: Yeah.
1: And for whatever reason I have a way of talking people down off the roof when uh, they're getting stressed. So yeah. that's really, I, I, I probably should have gotten out in 2008 when everything went haywire, but I just felt like, you know, this Same. is kind of like my calling. And yeah. then it does allow me some freedom. I, I work. Like I found a sweet spot as far as like my again, when I first met the people in my company, I definitely was digging the diversity and the personalities. And you know, Megan and Andre, who I work for, are about helping me and making sure that I have what I need. I'm pretty low maintenance, um, but when I reach out to them, they're there for me.
0: Yeah,
1: and it's like they're very altruistic um, and they don't micromanage, you know, as long as I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, they, they they pretty much leave me alone. And they also look to me (laughs) for leadership because, um, I'm I'm the, I'm not the oldest in the company, but I'm pretty damn close. (laughs) But saying no, I understand for those out there who, you know, learning how to say no, it's not the easiest thing, especially if you're an extrovert like me and you love mixing it up, but stepping back from it, Mm-hmm. And realizing how hectic it was has been really enlightening. Like I knew that I had to step away, but like, for instance, I went back in May to get my first uh, vaccination. Yeah. And because I'm on the board of the center of volunteers in medicine, that's one of the two boards that I said, I'm going to stay on. Yeah. Cause it means that much to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was at the high school they're doing the vaccination. So I, I, I pull in and I know two people in the parking lot, not sort of know people. I know they're like friends. Yeah. Yeah. So I talk to them. And then I go inside, and there's like five or six people that I know well in there. So yeah. I'm talking to them. And then you got to wait 15 minutes after a shot, have another conversation. And these are all people that I love. Yeah. And then I leave, and there's two more people parked next to each other that I know well. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, it's just like I, <laughs> the silence. So that, 20-minute exercise turned into like 50 minutes. Yeah. And while it was awesome to reconnect with everybody, I mm-hmm. sat in the car as I'm, as I'm driving away. I'm like, whew, man, I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> like that was a lot. So then yeah. it made me think, you know, if, if that was just a 50-minute exercise on one yeah. day and I'm not here full time, yeah, I, it, 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 was, it was just too much. It was too much. So yeah. the goal is to You know go back and forth but be here more than i'm there um and that's the other thing about COVID is is allow people to do remote things like we're doing right right now
0: right so i think we all need to give ourselves permission to not wait for a pandemic though right like let's not wait for a pandemic and start exercising the muscle like you said and maybe it's a different muscle um You think about like checking in, like you say different ways of like, you were basically were noticing these things, like checking in and exercise that muscle over time. Like the, you know, fear of saying no, um, start exercising that muscle and it's not going to happen overnight. Like you said, and that we have much more power over designing our lives than we're giving ourselves credit for. It's not going to happen overnight. and. It's worth the effort though. I say this all the time in my coaching and my training people. It's like, you are worth the effort. We are worth the effort to like step back and say, okay, maybe this worked for me in this season, but it's a new season.
1: And (laughs) let's,
0: let's, let's take some steps in checking in and noticing and start working that muscle and then evaluate it. And cool.
1: Yeah. You know, the other thing I wanted to mention was uh, yeah. I read a, it was it was right around the time I was starting to get make the move down here. I read a book called Blue Fishing. Have you heard of that okay. by no, Stephen please Sims?
0: Tell
1: me. It's by Stephen Sims. Uh, okay. he, he's from across the pond. Uh, he was like a blue collar bricklayer. And then he decided this isn't for me. And um, he started promoting nightclub gigs and now he, what he does essentially is he's, he creates events for the wealthy. You want to have dinner at the Vatican or the Sistine Chapel.
0: Yeah. He, wow. So
1: in the book, the big takeaway from the book, why I was bringing it up, and it was a, a big light bulb, um, and I'm paraphrasing, but essentially he says, at a certain point in your life, you, got, you have to realize or you have earned the right to cast the movie of your life. Mm-hmm. And some people who may be in the movie in, in the beginning may not be in the movie at the end. Um, some people may have to be extras. Some people who are extras maybe can be the co-star. Yes. So you are in control of the movie of your life. Mm-hmm. So that was a, uh, a, a big part of like when I'm down here, you know, I have uh, there are definitely people I know and I, I communicate with and that have made this such a smooth transition. Mm-hmm. But you know, moving forward, it's not like everybody gets in yeah. anymore because then that monster comes back where I'm serving too many masters. right So I've, I've become a little bit more um, uh, intentional about yeah. my circles, yeah, my circle yeah. my circle of friends because you know uh, I am still reaping the benefits of my Penn State connections. I mean, you and Ethan yeah. would be part of that, obviously yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like, I hate state college. It's just I created oh, wow. this monster on my own. I created it. I created it. I just wasn't controlling it. So now, for my well-being and my happiness, I'm just uh, more uh, selfish about my time and who I spend it with. And fr- another thing about the the other side of saying when when I started saying no, you know, before I was fearing saying no, but mm-hmm. my friends are when I'm saying no, it's not the end of the world and they're okay, mm-hmm. and it's right. like what I've realized is, if they get any minutes with me, they're fine, it's great and yep. if they don't, the next time maybe we could can, we can connect so right. what I was you know, irrationally worried about was not really something that I should have been worried about, and mm-hmm. it's it's okay to say no, and I haven't you know, like um, I haven't suffered for, for right. saying no like, in right. fact, I've, I've, I've thrived a little bit more
0: yeah. And I wanted you to give you a standing ovation for like, get, okay, I'll stand up. Standing <laughs> ovation, standing ovation for taking ownership over that and being vulnerable <laughs> with us. Cause there is like, it's really interesting to look at like these fears we have in most, the far majority of the time, these fears that we have that are like leading us to stay stuck. Whatever yes. stuff looks like
1: it. for you,
0: that they are irrational. Like you said, like they're not gonna happen. And every once in a while, like people like to play the devil's advocate. Yes, every once in a while there's like a fear that's like, okay, let's minimize that fear. Let's like talk to coaches, let's figure out, let's use your contacts and ask the questions.
1: Yeah. And
0: take the baby step version of it. And that is going to solve a lot of those problems of like, it's not the end of the world. Like um, one just, and we got to get going. You and I could just go on forever. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, It's been awesome talking to you. But one thing that really, what you said just made me think of is um, this, I was at a business conference And this can be applied to anything, not just business. I apply it to my parenting all the time. And when I'm helping people push past their ceiling for exercise and stuff as well. So the speaker was talking about whatever he was talking about, but he did a cool thing. And this was like a stadium. This was pre-COVID, pre-COVID. This was like a stadium of people. He, and I was like, so amazed by his courage that he was like, I'm going to take questions from the crowd. And I was like, oh, this could be really good or really terrible. Here <laughs> right, go. Right. So someone asked a question about basically the sentiment was like, how do I decide if a risk is a good risk or not? Like to take a risk in my business and you can apply this to anything, like I said. And he said the way he decides is he takes non-fatal failures, like Non-fatal failures is the way to go. So if it's not going to end your life, and if it's not going to end your business, if it's not, you know, like, you know, you look at kids and you know, like helicoptering parent, like we're all oh so worried all the time. And I'm like, let them fail now because guess what?
1: Yes, <laughs> Closer exactly.
0: to the ground when they fail now, <laughs> right?
1: Yes, so, ma'am.
0: So That's let's great. let's fail quick let's fail often. And let's have non fatal failures. Like we kind of said earlier in this conversation, Brian, we are so happy you're here. And who everyone listening, like you are needed, like we are, we need you to stay here. And it's not selfish. I'm going to go against you on that. It's not (laughs) selfish to take care of yourself first. So you have something to give.
1: Yeah, Yeah. no, that's I couldn't have said it better. It's like you're you're a sorceress in my head. Very true, Right. And I I was fortunate enough to be raised to believe unless it's death and terminal illness, everything else is pretty much negotiable. So um, that's another way of saying what you just said. Uh, Yeah, you you are on to something. And I, I didn't know that you were doing this podcast, but you were put on this earth to be doing what you're doing. You have a gift
0: thank you thank yeah. you thank you so um thank you once again for being here and I hope you like stay within this making changes you love to live with community like you are such a light and so much fun um tell us where we can find you where we can follow you uh so we can be in your world when uh, you want to uh, say yes when yeah, you want to say
1: yes yeah so on uh, the uh, like this, this whole thing behind me—that's uh, yeah. my—that's my website. It's it's more mortgage-oriented, but I also have a Facebook that's helped me be a. You can look that up. The, uh, I have run into something that is kind of ridiculous, and and I will admit it. Uh, I don't—I'm not sure if you know that there's a limit on friends on Facebook. Did you know that oh, on your no, personal profile On your personal page? Okay. Yeah. So, like in 2015, I got a notification from Facebook saying I'd reached my limit. And oh, that no. limit's 5,000, by the way.
0: By the so, way, if you're wondering. Yeah,
1: so I, uh, my personal profile is tapped out. So I do use my, my Help Me BA. It's, it's business, but I, I put personal stuff on there too. And it allows me not to be capped out on the new people that come into my life. So that's that's the best way to, to follow me is um, my Facebook page, Help Me BA.
0: Help Me BA. And your website is also helpmeba.com.
1: And yeah, like, yeah. And the origination of that is, you know, if I have 10 things to do during the day, three of them are someone saying, hey, can you help me with something? So yeah. that's that's where that comes from. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I mean, we didn't have time to talk about it, but I also a huge takeaway and, um in Fitness Inspire, we have four daily disciplines each month, depending on they, they look. They're different flavors of the same kind of thing, but they're uh-huh. like new themes each month. And I just really love your daily discipline of like the birthday thing, and the way you go about it doing it. It's not just like a flippant thing. You really like think about it. You can tell when you are saying yes, and like when you've decided that this is one of your daily disciplines. And I want to commend you on that. Amen. That when you do decide, you're present. And so, what also can happen if we're saying yes and we're spreading ourselves too thin? is we can't be present in, in our priorities. So thank you for being present with us here today. Thank you for being here. Thank you
1: for the time. It was awesome. You rock. You rock. <laughs> You're
0: <laughs> awesome. Thank you for being
1: here. Thank yeah. you, Brian. Hey, a and get, give yes. you big, a big old smooch for me, would you?
0: <laughs> I will. <laughs> All
1: right. Thank you so much. Take thank
0: care. Thank
1: you, Brian. Uh, love you. Take care.
0: Woo! Thank you for listening to Making Changes You Love To Live With podcast. (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe. It's completely free. And share this with a friend. You never know when you can just make their day. And last thing is get on our list for our hump day inspiration. And that can be found at livefitnessinspired.com. All of this is free. Have a great day. And I'll talk to you next week.